what we do here is go back, 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 back. This is Eat and Drink, the mini episode, hosted by Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. Some mature content and language may come up, so consider yourself warned. Now, get ready for Eat and Drink. All right, this is a mini episode. You're listening to Eat and Drink. It's 2021, Ali. That's all I'm going to say. Is that all you're going to say? I have a very hard time believing that that's all you're <laughs> going to say. That is quite a... Re- that would be like uh, Marco becomes a monk in 2020. I, I strongly disagree with your assessment of yourself and what you're going to say. I know there's more to come out of your mouth uh, this year and, and hopefully for many years, buddy. But a happy new year to you. Likewise to you. Uh, to everybody out there. Um, uh, it's not going to be an easy one. It's not going to be an easy no. one. Had a chat with an epidemiologist. He said it's going to be a very dark winter, but then referred to uh, the spring and summer, especially as, as, I don't remember the exact word, but it was something in the space of glorious or or absolutely wonderful, something like that. You know, these doctors, they don't use wonderful big words like that, but uh, we just got to stick through it for another three and then things will be great. I mean, that's what we hope anyway. I'm going to be saying that to myself. I just want to say one thing. I think when we are able to go back and dine and and be with friends and whatever, I just hope all of us are going to appreciate the dining experience in a way that we may not have in the last little bit. Whereas, you know, going to a restaurant was an everyday thing. You didn't take notice. You didn't care. You were rude to the waiter, the sommelier, the, the person who sat you down. I hope everyone's just kinder and gentler and appreciates everything that happens in the front of the house and, of course, in the back of the house. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're all going to be pricks by summer, to be sure. quite honest. We're going to be complaining about our, um, you know, our, our plate arrived cold instead of hot or something right. like that. You know what I mean? And I don't mean the food. I mean, the actual plate. People are yeah. going to go back to being pieces of shit. But but for now, let's uh, let's make the most of this, huh? Yeah. Good. Good stuff, buddy. I mean, yeah. um, I want it. We're doing a mini episode, by the yes. way. This would be a little bit of a quickie because... Yep. Um, we're going to talk about leftovers. It is the yeah. new year. There's a couple of things going on. Number one, you probably have stuff in the fridge in larger quantities that you normally do. And you're probably looking for creative, different ways to approach those things, ways to tackle these ingredients. Uh, number two, it's a new year. You might want to be a little lighter on your feet. You know, not just, I don't mean just weight wise, but just in general. You don't want to have a, that fog and that heaviness. You're like, oh, let me... Let me approach the new year with a clearer mind. So you may want to give us some lighter dishes, creative dishes. What is your take on leftovers, buddy? Do you get? I, do I remember you saying you're not a huge fan? Listen, I'm really leftovers for me. I'll have them within two days, and then I will not have them. Like yeah, leftovers for me are something you need to eat immediately, or you don't eat at all. My preference is always not to make huge amounts of food, to make the appropriate amount of food and finish it the day of. That's very not Italian of you, by the way. Every Italian I've known, it's military-sized portions, and you're looking around going, who the hell else is invited to this thing? And you're like, no, just the 12 of us. But you're like, okay, but this is enough for 50. So this is very non-Italian. This is a, this is some self-hating Italian stuff here. No, no. I think this is your racist perception of how Italians are. That's racial, what I have. Racial perception, I think. Racial, <laughs> racial perception. No, listen, here's what I'm going to say. You know what? One thing that where me and my spouse, you know, butt heads on, 
I have a very European, I would I would even say Italian way of approaching going to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And she has a very American way of I approaching the grocery store. She shops like we're going in a bunker for four months. She'll buy the store out when we go shopping. She'll spend hundreds of dollars, but the fridge and the freezer and the cupboards will be full. Whereas I like to shop the day of, where it's like, you know what? I think I, I need celery. It. Let me go buy a couple of stocks of celery. Yeah. Yeah. My wife, my wife doesn't go your wife. It's not, we're not, uh, you know, stocking up for a pandemic, for example, uh, we don't like to, 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 to bulk buy, but we do have like a fair amount of, you know, dried beans and those canned products and the rice and stuff. But I really like fresh food every couple of days. That's, that's how I like it. I don't like a stuffed fridge for me. It's a nightmare to open somebody's fridge and just see it packed and you got to move eight things to get to the one thing. I cannot deal with that at all. When there's no oxygen flow, there's no, not not oxygen, energy flow. When there's no energy flow in the fridge, oh, that's tough. That's tough for me to look at. I will say this though. We recently went into our grocery store and turkeys were on sale. They Mm -hmm. were 50 cents a pound. And so we bought a butterball turkey for six bucks, put it in our freezer. Yeah. And my wife was like, should we get another one? And I'm like, are you crazy? And she's like, it's just such a good price. It's a crazy price. And she's like, and turkey can go a long way. I'm like, there's no way you're going to get two turkeys in our freezer. Guess how many turkeys we have in our freezer? Four. No, we've got two and a half. We've got two full turkeys and a turkey breast roll in our freezer right now. And she, now she's got a million turkey recipes. And come January 25th, she's like, you know what? We're gonna, we didn't have turkey at Christmas. We'll have it in January. And then she goes, and I'll make a whole bunch of stuff with the leftovers. And I'm like, all right. Okay, hold on a second. Okay, so this is a perfect segue in the leftovers, even though you're a leftovers hater. This is hilarious yeah. that you would start this show like that. Uh why wouldn't you have, uh, why, did, did you, you were at your mom's, you were eating lobster, you were doing other stuff. You never got turkey. Well, in- because of the pandemic, we had, we did not gather around in great numbers. Yeah. And so because it was going to be me, Amanda and my mom. So she's the only one that we're bubbling with because she's alone. So we're allowed to, because yeah. for our listeners who aren't in Canada or aren't in our province of Ontario, we're in a gray zone, which means you're not supposed to be meeting with people outside your immediate, immediate numbers, right? Yeah. Unless you're a single person, you can meet with one other family. And that happens to be my mom with us. So that even might break a lot, to be honest. But anyway, it doesn't matter. God, God love your mom. Help her out. We actually looked it up to make sure that we could go to her house for Christmas so she wouldn't be alone. And they said, yes, you could. Like we we looked it up. Okay. Yeah. As long as she, she's a sole person. She can pair up with someone else, so that would that was us. Okay, so it's no combining of families. You no, family no. Three go meet a family of two, stuff like this. Okay, exactly the yeah. way I the way I interpreted it. That's that was that's you're right. Okay. Um, so we had instead of having a large turkey for three people, we just had a lasagna and a couple other choice sides, and we had a plentiful and um, non turkey Christmas. That's what I'll say. Well, okay, and you've got a you've got a date in mind, January twenty fifth, exactly one month later to do stuff with Turkey. What are the things you're going to do with Turkey? Because I didn't want to. People will still have leftover Turkey. Sometimes people make Turkey on New Year's Eve. Uh, they freeze Turkey. What do you guys do with Turkey? Because these are, okay. I like Turkey leftovers 
about a hundred times more than I actually like the turkey. Okay, so Ali, it's it's as if you're proving me a liar because prior to this, prior to me hitting record, Ali's like, "Do you have any leftover recipes?" And I was like, "No, man, I have none." Turns out, I did one leftover recipe, and it was amazing. So. It happened to be a turkey recipe, and because we started talking about it, I realized that, that I did this. Now, I did Paul Hollywood's leftover turkey and ham pie about two two Christmases ago. Okay. Um, you know, we we had actually it was last Christmas, uh, not this Christmas that just passed, the previous one. We had cooked a turkey and we had a ham, and we had family over our house. But of course, you're you're you have so much turkey and ham left over, right? So I was looking for something to do with that. And I discovered this turkey and ham pie recipe. And I don't know if you know this, I'm an old British woman trapped in a hairy Italian man's body, right? So I was really excited to do this. And it was a fantastic recipe. It was so great. You're doing everything from scratch. So you're doing a quick rough puff pastry. Didn't realize how how easy that pastry. Pardon me? You're buying puff pastry. No, 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 my friend. No, no. You're making a ah, quick rough puff pastry, wow. dude. Yeah. Hey. And then you fill and and trust me when I say it's not difficult to do to do this recipe because if I could do it and I could make it look like a champ, anyone oh. could. So did the did the rough puff pastry easy enough? You know, it's just flour, salt, butter, oh, water. Yeah. Sure, and sure. you're folding it, you're folding it, you're dusting it with flour, all's right. good, right? And then the filling is butter, two large leeks, uh, some orange juice and, and grated orange zest. Really? Okay. Sherry, because of course it's British. Yeah. A bit of flour, some chicken stock, a little whole grain mustard, a bit of cream, leftover turkey meat cut into bite-sized pieces. Yeah. Leftover ham cut into bite-sized pieces, two tablespoons of tarragon, white, a little bit of pepper, and you beat one egg to glaze the top of it. You cook that and you're the champ of the year because I did that. And then I had a friend come a day after we had had the leftover pie. And I told him about this and he's like, can I try some of this pie? And I was like, dude, I mean, it's a leftover pie and you're going to have the leftovers of this leftover pie. And he was like, I don't care. It sounds amazing. So I felt a bit sheepish, but he he was insistent. He and I polished the rest of the pie off. And he's like, I haven't had a pie like this. So I really recommend if you have leftover ham or turkey or better, both, make yourself a leftover turkey pie. You won't regret it. I think that is such a great, first of all, in colder months, uh, a turkey pie or a a pot pie, first of all, so unbelievable. And I've been thinking about this exact thing because... Uh, when my relatives, when my wife's family gets together, the turkey's insanely large, but even bigger than the turkey is the pot of gravy. It's so much gravy. It's insane how much it's gravy crazy. there is. And then there's uh, you know, a lot of stuffing and all that. But I was just thinking about how great, and I haven't gone into the puff pastry world in years, and I was a big fan. I was a big, big fan doing a lot of stuff with puff pastry buttery rolled out the frozen type i would have three or four in my freezer at at, at any given time and i think right now 
uh, is a great time to start thinking about that. It's warming. And as you said, even if it's the leftover of the leftover, it's so yeah. great. You don't have ham. Great. There's still, you know, uh, turkey, you could put potatoes and mushrooms in there and some herbs. If you don't have tarragon, flat leaf, parsley, and some, some um, mashed up garlic. I mean, it's really... That's comfort food. Even if you've never had it before, it's very, very comforting. That's a great, great suggestion. I just sent you the recipe, so you have it. And I'll put the link to where you can find that recipe for our listeners. That's great. What's your go-to leftover recipe? Well, if we're still sticking on turkey, I really, there's nothing, we've talked about this before, man, but an amazing bread, you know, something fresh or or, or day old, like a, a big... Uh, sourdough boule or a ciabatta loaf or something sure. like this toasted. Typically, you get a lot of cheese over the holidays, right? To well, of course. Catting yourself up for the winter because of our, uh, because we hibernate and, uh, you know, we're, we're hunter gatherers, I guess. I, I don't know why we do it, but we get a lot of cheese. So you have like, this is, this is the ideal, something like a double cream brie or a gorgonzola. That's one layer. Then there's turkey. That's another layer. Then there's arugula would be the ideal, Some something with a little bit of bitterness. If not, spinach is great. And then my dirty, guilty pleasure, the cranberry sauce out of the can. Beautiful. Out of the can just goes, yep. whatever that noise is, the swank noise. Yeah. And you cut just... A couple of tiny slivers like that. It's no different from putting a marmalade or a jam of some kind, uh, some kind of a preserve in a sandwich. And the creaminess of the cheese, the the slight bitterness of the arugula, the sweetness of the jam inside the bread with the turkey. I mean, turkeys just never taste so good. I love leftover turkey sandwiches. And you know my feelings about turkey. Yeah, you you don't you you made it clear to people you hate turkey, you hate people that make turkey for the holidays. I don't know what it is with you and turkey. Listen, I get it. You're more of a squab kind of guy, but I appreciate that that you do like a good leftover turkey sandwich. I love a good leftover turkey sandwich. So that's that's turkey. The other thing with turkey that that's a that's a go-to very uh, cold weather friendly is a um, is a turkey bean stew. So okay. you can use uh, you can use black beans or you can use like navy beans, pinto beans, and you can make kind of a white stew. Um, and and turkey lends itself really well to those flavors. So I would say you can do a mix of beans, navy beans, and and black beans, turkey, some garlic, some stock, uh, herbs of your choice, some some crushed tomatoes, and maybe some corn for a little bit of sweetness. It's a very, very nourishing, not overly heavy, not overly creamy. If you're trying to go something that's uh, comforting, but not with the uh, not with the you not you don't have to pay the price of the big bread and the double cream brie that I love so much. I think a a, a turkey chili bean stew is an uh, is, is an amazing choice. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to say I think it's a great choice. I also want to say there's nothing wrong with doing a, you know, turkey carcass soup. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, there's no better way to to respect the animal that you have just ingested than to make a soup with their carcass is how I feel, man. Um, 
And you know what? Everybody loves a chicken soup when you're sick, when you're not, when you've eaten too much and you want a lighter thing because, you know, the weekend or the holiday, you had too much food. There's nothing wrong with a a, a broth soup uh, made with leftover turkey meat and the, and the carcass. I'm with you. I'm with you, buddy. Very, very. I mean, the carcass, that's why I was searching for like really top quality turkey in the past few sure. years, just so those bones are also good quality because I'm definitely going to use them and suck everything that I can out of them, you know? And the neck, like there's there's pieces that people throw away that it's like, why are you doing that, man? Like if you don't, if you have a intrinsic problem with chewing on a neck, then throw it in your stock, in your stock, uh, in your stock soup or whatever you call it, like in your stock to make soup, because it'll just flavor that thing like nobody's business. Yeah. I'm going to talk about two other recipe yes. uh, ideas that I think might spark some more ideas from you, even though you still claim to hate uh, leftovers. I think we're going to turn you on to this, this, this world. Often we're buying those 10 kilogram bags of potatoes before the, yes. before the holiday. So in the same vein, you've got potatoes, you have cheese. Sometimes you have these, um, you know, 10% cream or heavier if you were making something a little more rich or 10% cream because you had people over and, you know, for the coffee and the desserts and all that stuff. Those things are a great, um, a great uh, setting for scalloped potatoes. And I, I think people see potatoes and they're not always like, uh, sure in w what direction to go. There's so many things you can, or they're really stuck in the mashed potato world. But I think scalloped potatoes with cream, with garlic, with thyme, and with uh, with some grated cheese, like a grated gruyeres or goudas or cheddars, not a crazy amount. It's not like a potato lasagna, but just enough to give it some of that, the stickiness and the, uh, the creaminess and, and the flavor that these cheeses give. I'm a big fan of that. Scalloped potatoes are a great thing in January also. Listen, if you have leftover mashed potatoes, you could even take those mashed potatoes and put it in that turkey sandwich you were talking about earlier or make make potato pancakes out of that business. That's what I'm going to say. That's what I'm going to say. We call them aloo tikkis. Indian okay. Pakistanis make aloo tikkis. So you make, you know, if you want those Indian flavors, it's like ground cumin, a little bit of ground coriander, not as much as a cumin, uh, minced up green onions. You can have peas in there. You can have corn in there. They, they turn out to be like potato fritters, basically. Sure. You yeah. can put an egg wash. You can put some some um, uh, cornmeal or, or flour on, uh, outside to help it keep its shape. You don't always need to do that. And um, you can put some chili flakes in there. And those are great with a nice chutney or with even with that cranberry sauce. I mean, it's good stuff. I haven't had a alu, good aloo tiki in a long time, which is ridiculous. Listen, I'm, I'm going to say one last thing. When it comes to leftovers, I'm not a big fan. But there's one leftover that I think is better than the actual recipe that it comes from. Okay. And that is when we make risotto, if we have risotto leftover, we take that risotto and we make arancini out of them. Of course, you're going to say arancini. And in some ways, I like the arancini better than the risotto itself. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I had this arancini in the holidays, over the holidays. I got it from a, a place in, in Union Station in Toronto. That's the last I mean, place I would go for arancini, but go on. This, uh, um, for, uh, forno cultura. Forno cultura. Oh, you yes. know what yeah, right? of course. I know. Yeah, so they sell mainly desserts and yeah. great breads and fantastic stuff that I love to buy. 
But then they have a few savory things. Obviously, that's where my focus goes first. So I got the arancini. In that arancini, not only a little bit of you know parmesan, but also tomatoes and eggplants. And I found that to be fantastic because too often arancini is just whatever the risotto was. How you know, and no matter even if it was the dullest risotto in the world, nobody you know, just the balls are enough, and they're they're not enough sometimes, buddy. It's different if it's an asparagus risotto or a mushroom risotto or sure. some other, you know, I like that texture in the, in the arancini that, that, that has different flavors and different textures. And I, I like something like that. So here's the thing. First of all, for anybody who's listening, who's saying, who's saying to themselves, what is this arancini they speak of? They're basically uh, rice balls. So you take the, you take the risotto, you make a rice ball, you bread it, you deep fry it. That's basically, it's a Sicilian sort of dessert. They're supposed to look like oranges or the size of little oranges. And that's where they get their name, arancini, right? Um, Picture a small mandarin orange. That's about the size of it. Now, if you have a plain risotto and you're going to make arancini, my advice is to cube some cheese and put that in the center of the arancini so that when it is fried, the cheese strings from the arancini. There should be cheese already in your risotto, but if you want to give it a little bit more pep, you can put the uh, cheese in there. Some people put a little bit of uh, uh, tomato sauce inside there as well. Just add something to it so that it isn't dull like like both me and Ali don't like. Pep up your arancini. That's the beautiful thing about leftovers, right? You don't have to just take what was made and use that. You add things to it to make the leftovers come alive. That's exactly right. Yeah. And therein lies the greatest segue to my uh, final suggestion. If you don't know what this is, I encourage you to look it up. It's called chat. So it's it's the word chat with a second A in it. C-H-A-A-T, chat. We have not talked about this. I love chat. I love, love, I go crazy, my friend. I go crazy for this. So how, what an amazing thing to do with potatoes. You oh, want man. something that's incredibly tasty, so tangy and spicy and fresh, but you want, you know, on the lighter side, uh, yeah, it can have a lot of fried things on top of it too. But at, at its base, a potato chart is basically cubed boiled potatoes. Let's say you roasted potatoes. You can even take that roast potato. You're going to add a, a variety of different spices to it. Cumin seeds, again, coriander, turmeric. You're going to add uh, a fresh uh, red onion, minced red onion, a little bit of tomato chopped fresh tomato, green chili, ideally. And then on top of that, you mix that all. You add some type of like a tamarind or a date or a mango chutney. And on top of that, finally, something creamy, uh, usually a, a yogurt, like a, like a mint and coriander chutney with yogurt in it, or I'm sorry, yogurt in this chutney that's mixed together and then fresh cilantro on top. And uh, it's phenomenal. See, for me, what tea. makes chat perfect is yes. that it um, it's one of the most well-balanced um, bites you can have, oh, yeah. both in, in flavor and in texture. Do you know what I'm saying? There's, there's a crunch. There's a, a, a softness to it. There's a cream. Oh, yeah. to it. Like it, 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 it really touches all the senses you can have in your mouth. It's visually appealing. Like it's it, the chat that I've had has always been really appealing with the eyes, sure. the taste, and the texture. Man, it's one of my favorite favorite things to eat. 
We got to do a chart recipe because oh, there's yeah. a bunch of different types of chart. There's a samosa chart. There's chickpea chart. There's potato chart. Anyway, I go with potato only because we're talking about possible and likely leftovers after the holidays, bags of potatoes and whatnot. But we got to do a chart episode when we meet, when we can see each other. This is un- one of the things I love about leftovers. Now, before I said I'm not a big fan of leftovers, but I love this cucina povera is what we call it in Italian or like poverty cooking in that, you know, when people didn't have much, whatever they had, they had to figure out what to do with it. They weren't going to throw things away. And a lot of the glorious things that we eat in my culture's cuisine, Italian culture's cuisine, a lot of it is what you do with the leftovers, like the arancini, like so many other dishes. You never let anything go to waste. I think Jenny Arena said on one one of our shows was like, you know, when bread would go hard, they would grate it and use it on pasta like cheese to mimic cheese. And right. that's one of the beautiful things. When you when you come from a rich culture that uses every bit of the animal or the food or doesn't let things go to waste, you get these incredible things that that are not to be missed. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, I mean, it's this is the beauty of food, you know, things born out of frugality and necessity and 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 desperation uh, are now enjoyed as like oh, sometimes even delicacies you know which is it's kind of hilarious i'm sure grandparents look at that and go you idiot we ate that because we were too poor to eat anything else but in the end great things were created when uh, you know what is that even the necessity the mother of invention what's the mother of yeah, invention? necessity is the mother of invention and like you and I are talking our, about our culture's, uh, you know, cuisine and how leftovers have made a great impression with these foods. But let's not forget that chicken wings, it's an American uh, cuisine. And that was because it was leftover. Those were the pieces of the chicken that nobody wanted to eat. They made this thing that is a staple, especially when you're watching a game or when you're with friends and you're having beer. You can't get enough of that. That was originally a leftover. Don't. You know, you know better than to get me started on chicken wings. Okay, no, I, I, I come from the ten cent a wing nights. Yeah, at Cheers in Brossard, Quebec, we were upset when it went to a quarter a wing night. We're like, hey, what the hell, man? Who's trying to who's trying to fleece us on the wings? Those were that's like the world I remember. And now you go to these places and it's twelve bucks for eight wings, and you're like, this is abs- somebody's making a killing on something that nobody wanted 20 years ago, even as recently as 20 years ago. And I hear you, buddy. It's uh, it's, it's great for somebody, huh? Joey chicken wing is doing very well for himself, but uh, the rest of us are losing out huge. Listen, I'm, I'm not going to bring this any further because it's going to go from a mini episode to a maxi episode, but I'll invite our listeners. If you have a leftover recipe you want to share with us, we're happy to get it. Send it to um, podcasteatdrink at gmail.com or any of our socials, and we'll be happy to talk about it. As you can see, we'll be more than happy. We, uh, I, we Listen, I don't know who you think you are, buddy. You got pretty passionate about leftovers. You can say all you want. You can try to walk in the room like you're a big snob who likes his fresh food, but you like leftovers as much as anybody. And why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't I guess you? I do, man. I guess I, guess I do. Yeah. 
It's just what is it? You know, it's just well, if it's like some eggplant stew that's on day five, I guess you can, you know, you are well within your rights to be like, this is not my thing anymore. But I think we covered some, uh, some, 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 some wide bases here. And I hope it uh, inspired people to do some great stuff with stuff they have lying around after the holidays. Write to us, reach out anytime. Happy to hear from you. My name is Ali Hassan. I'm Marco Timpano. Until we eat and drink again. That was Eat and Drink, the mini episode with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. If you have a topic, cocktail, food item, or segment for what's in Marco's mouth, email us at podcasteatdrink at gmail.com. Again, that's podcasteatdrink at gmail.com. Until the next one, forks up.